Hello, friends and followers, and welcome to the J House Radio Podcast. Today is about mutant mayhem. We're going to talk about the movie, our likes, dislikes. Uh, we're going to first start with non spoilers, then we're going to go into heavy spoilers because that's us. Um, yes. uh, also, we're going to briefly cover some uh, other things we like and a bunch of other topics. And uh, of course, Keith, Keith would have been wearing. KJ would have been wearing his sexy shirt, but instead he decided to wear the Jets. You know, oh, right color, wrong team. You know, wow! Don't Eagles. disrespect. This is this is the right color. This is the right color, and it is a yeah, sexy right. shirt. It's the right color, green and white, just like the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Louise. We'll see, man. We'll see. This is our year, man. We got Aaron Rodgers. This is our year, so it's gonna happen. Guaranteed, it's gonna be a special year. The thing about the Jets and the Eagles, it's really hard to be a fan for them. Sometimes, some years, it re- it really is difficult. <laughs> um, we've been lucky that we've had a Super Bowl recently. We've been lucky that we've had good seasons recently. But honestly, these are two teams that, like, if you're a fan, you are a hardcore fan because they have let us down a lot. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I, I totally feel that. I mean, that's why this year I'm super excited to see what we can do, especially getting Aaron Rodgers on and adding some other key elements to the team. Like this has to be our year to at least like I don't I don't I don't want to even say at least get in the playoffs, but we need to like hit Super Bowl status. Like we have to, especially the amount of I, money that we invested in Rodgers. We got to do it. The man. thing about any football team, it boils down to two things: um, the combination of the players and dumb luck. Yeah, that is true. There are, there are very few teams like Yankees, for example, who just happened to manage to get the best players and train and train them to to work as a very cohesive team mm-hmm. um i know baseball is one thing but football is another but you know i mean look at a team like the miami dolphins they're you know they're like middle of the pack but they had yeah. one season where they were undefeated yeah that is true i forgot about so, that i yeah. forgot about that so, <laughs> so you never know like you know the jets could have a good year they could have a, a better year than last year or they could have a terrible year. It, it all boils down to luck and luck, prayers, hope, and like whatever deity you believe in, you hope they football <laughs> team. <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. Um, so yeah, um, other than that, like Lo said, welcome to J House Radio. We appreciate you guys stopping uh, stopping by. Uh, anybody who's watching this live on the three platforms that we're live on right now, uh, we go live on Twitch, we go live on YouTube, and we also just recently started going live on Kick. So if you are anybody who's listening who's on any of those platforms, you guys can check us out there. Don't forget to check out our patreon.com forward slash dot patreon.com forward slash the J House. Uh, you guys can support us financially over there and get some amazing, amazing benefits. And if you're listening to the, the audio version of this, guys, uh, just, you know, leave a review. Hopefully uh, five stars. Appreciate that. And just tell us how much you love the show. All yeah. right. Also, we're, we're working on a sticker pack. We're still working on it. Um, things have gone sort of twisty on my side uh, of life, so it's a little delayed, but I'm still working on it, uh, and you'll see some interesting stuff come out. Sticker pack, T-shirts, the whole nine. Oh, and um, keychains I'm working on. I'm working on coasters. I'm working on a whole bunch of stuff. Hey, man, I can't see. wait, man. Can't wait. Can't wait for sure. Um, all right, so let's so let's get into it today. Um, first, before we jump into um, – some of the topics today definitely want to pay some respects to the late great Paul Rubin, aka Pee yes. Herman, uh, who recently passed away. Um, I think he had cancer, I believe. I, th- I think that's what I, I, I tell you the truth. I 
I haven't had a chance to look it up. Not because I'm not a Pee Wee fan, but just literally just been too busy. Um, when I heard he passed away, I was like, damn, that really sucks. Because Pee Wee was one of these characters that um, brightened up anybody's day because of the innocence that was portrayed, the silliness that was portrayed, the goofiness. And um, Paul Rubens really added this earnestness and honestness to the character that if it if he didn't embed that in his character, um, no one no one would have enjoyed him. I agree. So I, I have agree. a trivia question for you about Paul Rubens and Pee okay. Wee Herman. Okay. What was the first appearance of Pee Wee Herman? The first appearance of Pee Wee Herman. Um, I don't know. Actually, that, that that's, that's actually a good question. Um, his first appearance as Pee Wee Herman was on a TV show called The Dating Game. What? Yes. The dating you, game out of all have, out of all the things, the dating yep. game. Look it up. He was on the show three times and won once. Wow. Interesting. On his last appearance, he won. Yeah. So was it like a reality show kind of thing? Or no, was it... it was um what happened was you would have three guys on the right hand of the stage. There was uh, a wall dividing them, and on the right side on the left side, excuse me, you'd have a woman. So a woman would ask the three men she'd be like bachelor number one you know what is your idea of the perfect vacation yeah. so then based on the answers to the questions she'd pick a contestant and then you'd go out on like a cruise somewhere or something like that wow interesting yeah it was a show in the 70s and uh, it made a strong strong comeback in the 80s but it fizzled quick okay uh but yeah that that's um that was his first appearance on the dating game so, so imagine that... someone picked Pee Wee Herman to go on a date with. <laughs> Some lucky person out there picked Pee Wee Herman. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. So so he actually had the full personality and everything, the full wacky personality. Was he dressed in the outfit and everything? Outfit and everything. Wow. That's actually pretty, pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely remember growing up watching Pee Wee Herman. Man, I I, I love that guy as a kid. Um, all his movies were just amazing, and like you said, I loved his innocent character. You know, who was just so different from what we got during that time. And uh, man, he's like one of the greats. He, he's he's one of the greats, and he'll definitely be missed. Like when I heard that he passed away, I started thinking to myself, like, man, a lot of the people that I grew up on are are gone, man, and it sucks. It, it, yeah. it really sucks. You know. Well, so. here's the other thing too. Um, do you know who was on that show? Who else was on that show? Lawrence Fishburne. Really? Yes. Morpheus himself was the cowboy. Morpheus was the cowboy on the dating show. <laughs> no, not on the dating show. On the Pee Wee Herman show. Oh, on the Pee Wee Herman show? I have to go back yep. and look at that. I, I don't remember. That was so long ago. So yeah, long he ago. talked about it in a recent interview. That is so... That is That is a deep cut. That is a major deep yeah. cut. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, I, I think I believe he was like seventy something years old, um, Paul Rubin, and uh, like I said, I believe it was cancer that that he passed away from. Um, he he will always be remembered for one of the greats, man, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, I have another random question just to like you know uh, pull out some interesting topics before we jump into our main topic. What is uh what is a food that you grew up on, um, or just had over the years that you loved, but they don't serve anymore? 
that you wish that they would bring back from any restaurant, fast food, whatever, snacks? Um, snacks, I, I can tell you one. Um, okay. The Reggie Jackson bar. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. The Reggie Jackson bar. But as far as food goes, I, I've, you know, I've eaten a lot of more, I guess, traditional in the sense of, you know, traditional Mexican, traditional Italian, traditional Latino, that mm -hmm. uh, traditional American. Um, so I don't really have like a place that was super special. You know? Oh, okay. you know what? Maybe other than, okay, when I was in high school, uh, a billion years ago, <laughs> a billion years ago, there was this little bodega on the corner a block away from school called Steve's. And this okay. man made the absolute best tuna fish and ham and cheese sandwiches. Mm -hmm. When I tell you that shit was like crack, it was like crack. There were people who were in college who would come home for the weekend and would order like five or six sandwiches to take to school with them. Wow. Yeah, that's probably food wise what I miss the most. But snack wise, the Reggie Jackson bar. Jeez, okay. That's a good pick. Good pick. Oh, and and Crystal Pepsi. What is Crystal Pepsi? Is that a is that, is that a flavor? That was in the 90s. It was a special dude, Google it right now. Put up a picture. It was uh, a type of Pepsi that was clear like Sprite, and it had its own unique taste. I love Crystal Pepsi. I gotta I gotta look at this. Hold on. I gotta see if I can find this now. Crystal Pepsi. All right, chat. We're gonna we're gonna do this live. We're gonna look at some Crystal Pepsi. Okay, I, I, I for some reason I feel like the way the name sounds, it sounds disgusting. It it literally sounds disgusting. Um, just just based more, off the name. It was more citrusy. It was kind of like a rival for Seven Up and stuff, but it was more orangey than lemon limey. Um, and it was one of those things where you either loved it or you hated it. And I was on the loved it side. <laughs> you were on the loved it side. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find. All right. I, I think I think I might have found it for anybody who's watching live. So this is it right here. Crystal, Crystal yes. Pepsi. That thing looks so. What did it? Did it taste like Sprite almost or something? Like what is that? Um. Yeah, kind of. It, it was a competitor for like Sprite and Seven Up. Um, it, it did taste like, uh, like a lemon lime soda, but it was a little more citrusy. Um, but okay. like it had a little more of a sweeter aftertaste, you know? Interesting. Okay. Crystal it was Pepsi. really good. Never. I've, I've never heard of that. Never heard of that for sure. But, uh, the best way I could describe it is imagine a watered down, imagine you have Pepsi gets watered down with ice. Mm -hmm. But you added like lemon and lime to that Pepsi. That's kind of the closest you can get to it, but not like heavily watered down, kind of watered down. Okay, you know your cup is just really, really sweating, but there's still ice in there. I mean, yeah, it was really good though. It was really, really good, it, and it, it wasn't overly sweet like Pepsi. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, do you, you do you remember? Um, at McDonald's when they had the uh, chicken wraps. Oh yeah, I used to love those. Yes, they used to have the, the uh, chicken wraps, the the uh, grilled chicken wraps, and the uh, crispy chicken wraps. 
man, when those things were out, I used to eat those things religiously. Like I would literally go to McDonald's like almost every other day, get my chicken wrap, get my French fries. You know what I mean? And for some reason, they went to they, like they came to a point where they would do it once in a while, and then it got to the point where they just stopped. And I was just like, "Yo, where is my chicken wrap?" Like, you know what, what they replaced it with? What? They replaced it with their salads. Really? I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't want no salad. I, I don't want. I don't want the green lettuce. I don't want the healthy stuff. Give me. Give me the unhealthy, crispy chicken wrap with the little no. sauce pouring out the side. No, you know what you got to do? You got to get a chicken wrap with no sauce and then get their um, sweet and sour sauce for the nuggets and you put it on the chicken wrap. Oh, that was heaven. <laughs> heaven, bro. I remember that. That was awesome. Uh, I, I, I freaking missed that, bro. I, I missed that. So uh, Mc, McDonald's, if you're hearing this or anybody who works for McDonald's, bring back the chicken wrap. At least it's like for a seasonal thing. I just want it one more time. It's gonna be one more Yo, time. When we do a show together, I'm gonna make my own chicken wraps just for you. <laughs> much appreciated. Much appreciated. Um, all right, so here we go. What else we're gonna jump to next? Oh, all right, let's jump into our random facts. If you have a random fact for us today, Los. I will in a second. So you start. All right, so let me see. Random fact. Here we go. My random fact would be, and this and this one's just for you, Los. And you probably already know this already. Philly was America's first planned city. Yes. Um, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I did not know that. I actually found that out today. My my, my girl told me about that, of course, because she's a Philly head. And I also have another random fact in, in regards to Philly. Um, Philly was the actual... Philly is the home of the first zoo. Yes. First zoo, um, the first post office. Um, what else was it? Uh, dude, like the Philly's like the first in a lot of things. First a post office. Things. Wow, that's first actually interesting. Office. Started by Benjamin Franklin. First, uh, the first um, city-sponsored um, fire department. Uh, if you go to Old City, which is where the first part of Philadelphia was, and is where you see how it was planned out, and you see the grid and everything. Yeah. If you look at some of the old houses, they have like a metal shield on the house. If that house had a metal shield, it means that they paid to have for um, the fire service to put out a fire if their house was caught on fire. Wow. Yeah. Paid? That's crazy. Paid. You used to have <laughs> to pay the fire department to extinguish, to, you know, to kill the fire if your house caught on fire. If you didn't, they would just let it burn. But if your neighbor's house had the seal, they would, they would make sure your neighbor's house didn't catch on fire, but let your house, your house burn. Wow, that's messed up. That's messed up. Could you imagine now, like going through tough times, money, money is tight. You know, you're sitting in there cooking your little crispy, crispy chicken wrap, and next thing you know, a little crispy chicken falls into your little uh, it's part of your stove and it's burning, and you just paid the bills, you paid the rent, you paid your electricity, and then all of a sudden your house is on fire, yep. and you, there's nothing you could do about it. That sucks because of one little crispy chicken. Yep, that, that that freaking sucks. Um, bro, there is so much about Philadelphia that uh, that there is to learn. Like they just recently, not recently, but semi recently, uh, they discovered where George Washington's house was in Philadelphia, and it literally sits next to the Liberty Bell, the building where they house the Liberty Bell and Independence yeah. Hall. It was literally wow. a block away. Interesting. Interesting. 
Yeah, Philly, Philly. Congress, like there's so much about Philadelphia. Thomas Jefferson's house was on Seventh. Uh, oh, was that Seventh and uh, not Walnut? Damn, it was on Seventh Street, and it was like two blocks from the the Liberty Bell. Like there's so much about Philadelphia that that there is to learn and know. So our main topics, we're going to jump into that real quick. Um, so this the first season or the season of Secret Invasion has just finished. Uh, we're going to just touch base on it really quick uh, since we didn't get a chance to talk about the last few episodes or what we think about the season in general. Um, actually, wait, were we still talking about Secret Invasion or were we skipping that one? I forgot. No, we were just going to give it a really quick uh, brief summary, like uh, okay. you know how many chocolate bunnies we give it. And uh, do we think that Marvel's in trouble? Quickly. <laughs> Quickly. Uh, so quickly, um, I think I would give the season uh, three out of five chocolate bunnies. Do I, I do I think Marvel is in trouble? I don't know if I would say that. Um, I'll have to wait for the next movie that's going to drop, which is going to be... Um, what's the next movie that they have? I forgot. I'll tell you off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. Uh... But, but if you give me a minute... IMDB, I choose you. Yes. Uh... Actually, oh, wait, I thought I had IMDB open already. Do I not have IMDB open? I don't. The Marvels, that's the next movie. Oh, I'm so excited about that one. You're excited for that? I'm so excited Why? for that one. Why? Because. <laughs> Why do you want to see thing. this movie? <laughs> um, okay. First of all, Miss Marvel was a great show. And I think that she's going to add a lot of humor to the show. Captain Marvel, although she was kind of dry from what the trailers look like, is that she's going to open up her personality a bit, which is something that 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 Captain Marvel was lacking. Uh, and Bardot, which I don't I don't know if she's going to use Polaris or, or another one of her other names. Um, I do. I'm so curious how they're going to use that character. Because in the comic book, she was Captain Marvel at one point. Yeah. Okay. And as a character, like in WandaVision, she was one of the stronger characters of that season. And she's one of the characters that didn't make me go, oh, my God, how boring. Whenever she was on screen, I was literally interested in what was going on around her. So this is one of the, those part of the reasons why. And the story looks interesting. Miss Marvel is dead in the comic books. Oh, Really? Yes. They know that. She's dead in the comic books and they're going to bring her back. And the reason why they're bringing her back is because they're making her a mutant. So she may or may not join the X-Men. Yeah, that's one thing I'm waiting for. I, I can't wait for this uh, mutant mutant phase to really start kicking off. I feel like we're like inching there slowly but surely. Well, I personally think Marvel's going to do the next phase is going to be the mutant saga. I can see that. I can see that. I, I feel like we're kind of like but the way things are going, I feel like we're like halfway through this current saga right now, which is I don't even know what the name of the saga is right now. What is the name of the saga? Um, I don't uh, know if the, we have a name the, yet. Um, the multiverse? The Kang. The Kang saga. Oh, the, the Kang, Kang saga. saga. The multiverse saga, yeah. So and the Kang saga, By the yeah. way, the next Marvel, the next Marvel um, property that's dropping is Craven the Hunter. Oh yeah, I'm you're sorry. right. Yeah, you're right. I did. I, you know what? Anything that revolves around Spider-Man, I keep forgetting that it's Marvel. I feel like it's just Sony because it's technically owned by Sony in a sense. 
But yeah, anything that comes from the Spider-Man universe, I always equate it to Sony instead of Marvel. And I keep forgetting, oh yeah, that's Marvel. So, but that got delayed too. King, um, not King, Craven, Craven. Uh, Craven got delayed to I think next year because of the writer's strike right now. So we're not, we don't know when, when we're going to get that. Uh, yeah, a, a lot of movies well, are getting delayed. Well, here's the thing though, man. Like people don't seem to understand that once this writer's strike and actor strike is over, we're going to have a lull in movies and we're going to have a lull in new TV shows. It's yeah. going to be almost like the pandemic all over again. With I was, no I was new, thinking that. Yep. With no new material. But it also gives a chance for old shows to possibly come back. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's true. I, I was literally thinking that same exact thing. I was like, man, it's, it's going to get to a point where we're going to not have we're not going to have anything in our back pocket anymore because right now we're we're leaning on shows and movies that were already produced, directed, and written over the past few years. But now we're going to get to that point where it's like, all right, let's start kicking out the new stuff. Oh, wait, we're still on strike. Yeah. What's going to happen? You know? So, yeah, just got to start enjoying some of the content that we feel like we might not want to watch, you know, just until the new stuff starts kicking in. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to Secret Invasion. Um, I gave it a three point. I gave it a three talking bunnies out of five. Thought it was okay. The last episode, what the last, yeah, the, the last few episodes were, they they were just okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you want me to spoil it real quick with the last fight scene. Uh, no, I already know about it. Um, oh, okay. All I'm going to tell you is, from what I've seen, it is a a three point five for me, only okay. because it's a little more spy genre, and I enjoy the spy genre, so that might give me a little more favorability for it. But overall, I think it was decent. I don't think it was anything to wow us. Uh, but the other thing is, too, I don't really think that Marvel's in trouble. I think that Marvel just needs to um, map out this phase just as good as they did the first one. And I think what made the first phase so good was um, the, the way they planned it out. And I think some things feel rushed in this yeah. phase. I, I, but I don't I think agree. they're in trouble. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're in trouble. Uh, I, I just, like you said, I 100% agree. I feel like they need to plan a little better um, because, man, that, that, that first phase, the, like the Infinity Saga, impeccable. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Amazing. Like just top notch writing. The, the way that they would reference something from Infinity War, uh, like in the first two three movies of the mcu and they were referencing in like in that movie as if like they meant to do it in the third movie just so it can happen in infinity war like just the writing was just so impeccable it was so amazing the way everything landed and i know a lot of writers might have changed have come and go within the mcu over the past few years so i'm just hoping that they just get a little better with their planning and just just don't mess up the setup for the mutants just please, for the yes. love of God, please don't mess it up. And, like that, that's what I'm worried and, about. And please don't make an, another movie as bad as Eternals. <laughs> Come on, man! You know you love that movie. That's your favorite movie of all time, man. <laughs> no, no. So yeah, um, so yeah. And I, I kind of think they fucked up Black Panther, Black Panther two a little too. Why so? Um, I just felt like uh, the Namor part was stronger than the Wakanda part. And I feel like um, that they they if they would have just put like a hair more effort into the story, 
I feel like it would have been a little better. Maybe it was just edited uh, uh, the wrong way, but I can't I can't fault the actors. I can't fault the general ideas. I just kind of feel like there, there was just something missing in the story. I feel you. Maybe, maybe it's just that I miss Chad, Chadwick Boseman. Um, yeah, it could be But I that. feel like there was just something missing. It was a good movie overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm on Namor's side. Um, <laughs> of course. No, well, here's the thing. It, it, it's it, The side you're on depends on the culture you're from. Um, all Native Americans will agree with Namor. Understand? Yeah. You know, you have people who invaded your land, gave you diseases, try to kill you, try to wipe you out, uh, mm-hmm. yet you still survive. So you want to do it to them before they could do it to you again. Whereas as from the other side, you're looking at it as a strong nation, you know, pride in your nation, pride in your identity. And, you know, it, it's different. It's a completely different viewpoint. And it's from a nation that doesn't invade other other countries. So it's just, again, different viewpoint. Are you more on the native side or are you more on the non-native side in, in your in your view of watching the movie? And I think honestly think that that that's where you where you sit as far as who you think was right and who you think was wrong. You're more for Wakanda and I'm definitely more for Namor. And yeah. you know, in, in the Kuru Kilakan. Wakanda forever. <laughs> no. And I'm on the other side. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, um, like we said. Secret Invasion was okay overall. Um, I was expecting a little bit more from Nick Fury, but you know we got what we got, and let's move on to the next one. You know, let's let, well, let's get ready for I'm the next show. I'm curious shows. if they're going to introduce Nick Fury Jr. Nick Fury Jr. Oh, for the uh, Young for Avenger the next phase. Because here's the thing, um, and I'm going to say this, then we'll move on to our next topic. In the Ultimate Marvel Universe, the Black Nick Fury is the son, who looks like Samuel Jackson, who is the son of the White Nick Fury, who used to fight with Captain America in World War II. What? Yeah. Interesting. So I'm curious if they're going to introduce a Nick Fury Jr. to take over for Samuel Jackson when Samuel Jackson eventually retires. In like 15 years or whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it I mean he can't play Nick Fury forever. I mean, I like Not you kind of well, black don't crack, he could do it for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it really don't. It really don't. It really don't. Uh, um, but you definitely saw his age a lot in this one, especially with some especially with him trying to move around and stuff like that. So if they're gonna try to do something with the young Avengers, I wonder if they're gonna try to bring like that will be interesting if they bring in a young Nick Fury. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, or Nick Fury Jr. Nick Fury Jr. Um, All right, so our next show topic that we're going to jump into, TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem that recently came out uh, this week. Um, I actually saw the day, I saw like two days early. Uh, I went to the the early screening, which is pretty cool. We got like some posters and a comic and all that stuff like that. Pretty awesome. Um, Overall... Well, like Lo said first, over, um, we're, we're going to start with a overview of what we think of the uh, movie. And then after that, non-spoiler. we're going to jump into... Yeah, our first part is non-spoiler. Yeah. And then after that, we're going to jump into our spoiler territory. Uh, but before we do that, if you guys are watching live on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like button. That would definitely help out for sure. Um, Los, what did you think of Meet and Mayhem overall? Meh. 
What? Meh. What? What is wrong with you? What do you mean, meh? What is that? I have been I have been a Ninja Turtle fan since the original comics. Or the original comics were dirty, grimy, and not for kids. And they were done in black and white. Um, and I enjoyed almost every version of the Ninja Turtles. This one was meh. First part was great. Middle part sucked. Ending was great. Okay. Wow. Great way to jump straight into it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Jeez. Uh, for me, honestly, right, so I... Overall, what did you think of it? I loved it, actually. I loved it. I, th- I think it's funny how sometimes we have these movies and shows that we talk about, and a lot of the times, it's always the opposite. Like, you may love it, I may hate it. I may hate it, you may love it. You know, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, for, but... But for as many She-Hulks as we have, we also have Eternals. You understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> and then there are but there are movies like that we both enjoyed, like Black Panther, where we just fall on different sides of the fences, you know, depending on who you see as the hero or the villain. Yeah, that's sure. That's sure. Um, I don't know. With this movie, I, I loved it. It was fun. I loved the fact that I loved I loved Ice Cube in this movie more than I thought I would. I, I thought he did a great job at the voice acting. I like that they let him be him. Yeah. Um, I, I really did like that. Yeah, without the cursing, because I was a little, I was a little worried. I was like, "What kind of Ice Cube are we getting here? Are we getting the almost there yet Ice Cube, or are we getting it from you know, you know, from Compton Ice Cube?" Yeah. Uh, we got like an in between. He's like, "Are we almost there yet to Compton Ice Cube?" <laughs> no, no, it it was like someone who lived in Compton and lived in the burbs for a while. <laughs> exactly. Didn't lose the attitude, but lost the language. You know? Exactly. We got we got the burbs Ice Cube. Um, but yeah, he did a great job. I thought the kids that that did the voice acting for the turtles did a pretty good job too. I actually really did love the uh, Leo character. I think his voice acting was great. I think he did an amazing yes. job. Um, I hated the voice for Michelangelo. Me too. It, there was something about it. I just I don't feel like that the voice didn't match the way he looked. I feel sense. like if they would have switched the the Raphael actor into Michelangelo, Michelangelo into Raphael, yes. I think it would have been perfect. That that that's actually what that that's a pretty good idea. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, the music, but great acting, great acting though, absolutely great acting. They they did a really good performance. Yes, definitely did, definitely did. Um, the music was great. I love the, the music. music. Was amazing. Yes, amazing. There was, dude, I went I went with my girl to go see this, and there were times that we were just like jamming, like you know. What I mean? <laughs> Same here, same here. Literally, I'm like, okay, okay. Like, I actually went back and like downloaded the soundtrack and started listening to all the songs from the movie. Um, it, it for me, that's what really added to it because I was talking about it right before we saw the movie, and I was thinking, man, what kind of music are they going to play in here? Like, is it going to feel like a kiddie movie? Which, in a sense, it is a kiddie movie, but is it going to just feel like a straight up just kid movie, or is it going to feel like it's something that's for everybody? And this is 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 for everybody. And the music really made me feel like uh, I was young again. A lot of the songs we grew up on, a lot of songs we we were in high school, and you know those songs were out. So it it really hit me with nostalgia with some of the music that they picked. I freaking loved it. For me, I kind of felt like they they did the whole movie for the kids, but did the music for the parents. Yes, yes, definitely did. Like I, I remember when I heard Annie Up, Annie Up play in there and i was like are they playing annie up like i was like okay 
I kind of like where this is going. And then just from there, they just kept dropping these classics, these classics. Um, it, it was it was actually really good. I, I, I loved it. It was great. Um, let me see. What what other voice acting did we have in there? Uh, John Cena, he played he played one of the, I think he played Bebop. Let me let me actually pull up the, the casting list real quick. Just so I can get everything right. Thank everybody that the proper shout outs. Uh, oh, I, I actually forgot that, that um, Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen was in it. He was actually Bebop. Um, John Cena played Rocksteady. I, I thought they did pretty good. Um, pretty good with that. Um, John Carlo Esposito was Baxter Stockman. That was a surprise. That was a yeah. surprise. Um, Jackie Chan was Splinter. I thought he did an amazing job. I, oh, it, I heard that voice right away, and I was like, "Master Chan, Master Chan." Master but Chan. I hated the character. But I hated the character design. It was a little weird. I hated the way he looked. It, it, it was a little weird, um, but then again, I, I guess it goes along with the art style. One thing that they did talk about um, at the beginning of the movie, before the movie came on, Seth Rogen came on on the screen and he was talking about why they went for that animation style. And they said that they wanted to go for more of a a kid in school who's, who's like doodling in his notebook and he decided to make a movie out of what he doodled. So that's why a lot of times we saw random artifacting, random like particles around a character, expressing the way they feel, so on and so forth. Uh, it, it, it was it was more meant to look like like a notebook drawing in movie form, basically. That's what he was trying Listen, to go for. I used to draw all over my notebooks in high school, and I did not have that much artifacting. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and that's the whole thing, too, man. It's just kind of like it was just like at certain moments, I really felt like it was good. But in other moments, they just kind of overdid it. Okay. You know, and, and that was my issue with it. You know, like, and they would overdo it when there's a lot of action. And it's kind of like you're taking away from the action, you know? And, yeah. And, and that's, that, that was my issue. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I feel you. I feel what you're saying for sure. I mean, I don't know. I mean, overall, I thought, I thought the art style was pretty cool. Um, it, at first, it did kind of feel like they were going for uh, Into the Spider Verse kind of thing. But then I realized yeah. over the time that they were taking inspiration from that and they were adding their own flair to it, you know. So I, I didn't look at it as much of a copycat. Um, overall, I mean, I thought the movie was great. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Like I said before, the, the, the music really hit me in the feels. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I freaking loved it, honestly. I feel like we kind of um, mixed in a little bit of spoils with it, but I think it's okay. No, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't really think we have. Yeah. Um, here, here's my last question of the non-spoilery stuff okay. is um, how do you feel the movie was edited? I feel like the pacing was actually really good because usually if I watch a movie that has bad pacing or bad editing, um, I'm thinking about it while I'm watching it. Like, oh, wait, that I don't understand that. That, that was a bad edit. Or, man, I would have done that differently. Or uh, the pacing just feels weird. And I, I didn't think that at all. In this film, actually, it, it's it's just felt fluid, you know. I I love the editing. I thought it was absolutely great, absolutely great. And I think that they edited everything in according to the character design. So, like when you have Michelangelo, which is kind of the shorter one, yeah. 
he would always be on the bottom of the screen when the, the way they they framed it and things like that. I just I just thought it was really good. Like like technically, I don't think there is a problem with, with with the movie. I think it's excellent. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, all right. So okay, spoiler section. So if you have not seen Ninja Turtles, Meet uh, Mayhem at this point, you shall exit to your left or your right where the bathrooms are. Um, spoiler time. Los, I'm just going to jump straight into it. Did you see the end credit scene? Okay. No. You did not see the end credit scene? No. No. Literally, I, I was just so blah about the movie that as I was walking out the theater, it was on the screen, and I saw they were doing some kind of video you know, on a phone, and I was like, yeah, I don't care. Uh, you should have stayed. I literally left that theater to go to watch The Haunted Mansion, which was excellent, by the way. I keep hearing about um, that. I heard it was good, but I, I have no interest to want to see that. It's so funny. It is good. But anyway, we're not talking about that. Uh, <laughs> that I didn't. Uh, I was so blah about the movie that I didn't care about the ending credits. You talk about the ending credits because I didn't see it. All that. right. So at the end credit, um, you see the turtles. They're in high school. Like they're, they're just showing their experiences, so on and so forth. And then at the end, uh, we see what is what is the character name? Like the main villain lady, I forgot her name. Uh, well, the lady remember. who plays the main villain in this movie, because you barely see her. I think you see her like twice, um, three times. Three times. You see her talking, saying how she's upset uh, that she didn't catch the turtles, but you know it's all good. The turtles are out in the open now. They're going to school. It's going to be easier to catch them now. And then you see her that you see that she's talking to a figure in the background saying, Hey, I'm gonna need you to basically take care of this for me. And you see a shadow figure of Shredder at the end of the movie. You see his little his, okay. his little like nail things on his shoulders. And I got super excited about that. So now that that, that technically means we're getting a sequel. How do you feel about that? I'll watch the sequel. You watch the I'll sequel? watch I'll definitely watch the sequel. Yeah. yeah. But I'll stream it, not flick it. That, that's a stream it, not flick it for you? Come on. Stream it, not flick it. Okay, so let me tell you why the middle part was meh for me. Okay. I work with kids, okay? So I know how kids behave. And the four turtles talking over each other at every turn was so bad that even some of the kids in the theater were like, Ma, Dad, I can't hear anything. It's too much for me, blah, blah, blah. The kids in the theater I was in was complaining about that. Really? <laughs> yeah wow you know but when the four of them were tied up and getting milked which i thought was i funny. thought that was hilarious uh, how they kept talking about getting milked the entire movie and then the machine says yeah milk machine 2000 <laughs> yeah like little kids were like going my dad i don't want to see the turtles get hurt help the turtles things like that <laughs> so but but like a perfect example is when they were in the high school when they got out of the high school there was just so much talking and talking over each other yeah. that it was a wall of noise as opposed to other times in other iterations of the turtles they'll talk over each other but not so much that you can't follow a single thread in a conversation and that was the reason why the middle part was meh because there was just so much noise that the story went to the wayside and it was just about the noise wow and that was my problem and my other problem was bebop and rocksteady being friends with the turtles yeah i kind of didn't like that honestly uh i didn't really speak on that too much when i was talking about it with uh you know my girl but at the time that that happened and i saw that they were like hey let's be buddies i was like but 
Bebop and Rocksteady are the bad guys. Like, I want to see them fight the turtles. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I was actually, like, when I found out that they were in a movie, I was looking forward to them going at it with the turtles because that's one of their main villains is Bebop and Rocksteady. So yeah. when they just became their friends at the end of the movie, I was like, oh, come on. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe in part two, maybe they'll get mad at them and try to fight them again. I don't know. Possibly. You know. Or get controlled by Shredder. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. But the Gecko, Paul Rudd's character. Great. Yeah, I loved, Absolutely great. loved his character. Paul Rudd is just such a gem. Love that guy, man. Yeah. Such a gem. And that, and that motherfucker don't age. Dude, he's like... 50 something years old and he looked like he's in his mid 30s 30s seriously yeah, 30s. like i'm just like dang like that dude's been around for a long time i keep forgetting some of the old movies that he was in and i'm just like wait a second you were in that movie back in the 80s <laughs> like what <are> you... yeah <laughs> like how like yeah. how old are you you look like you're still in the 80s you know yeah that that, that guy is 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 amazing man rud rud don't crack that's our that's our new slogan now yeah <laughs> Yeah, Rudd don't crack. Um, Black don't crack. I mean, shit, but Paul Rudd don't fucking do it. Yeah, seriously, man. Um, but yeah, so uh, what what other things did you did you like about the movie before we end off our topics on TMNT? Um, that they they watch first Bueller's Day Off. Yes, I forgot about that. I love that. I really did love that. I thought it was funny how they threw in like live action scenes here and there from like movies and so on and so forth. I thought that that was cool because Fresh Bueller's Day Off is one of my favorite movies of all time, hands down. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I did like when Shred when Splinter was teaching the turtles in the uh, flashback scene how to be ninjas. I loved how they used Jackie Chan uh, scenes from his movies. I don't know if you noticed that. I did notice that, but here's the thing: I did not like about that splinter was the pet of a samurai and splinter learned martial arts through imitating the samurai now all of a sudden he's youtubing martial arts and he's a ninja yeah you know and then and then shredder killed splinter's owner and that's why they hate each other so i did have a problem with that part of the origin what i did love is when splinter finally fought it was literally taken out of Jackie Chan. Yes, movies. it was. I lo- I I immediately noticed that that when Spencer was fighting, he had that clumsy Jackie Chan style, and I was like, I love this. I I I love yeah. this. You got Jackie Chan voicing Spencer, and Spencer is doing Jackie Chan type moves. It was amazing with the rolling chair. Yes, accident. They'll hit this one and that. One. The only thing I wished for. Is Jackie Chan going? No fighting, no fighting. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing that was missing. Oh man, that, but that it was so good. Yeah, that was that that was perfect the casting. Hum- perfect casting. Yeah, seriously, the humor in it was so good, though. Yeah, it was. There, there was actually a lot of times that I was sitting in that theater, cracking up, laughing, and I, I did not, I yeah. did not expect that from this movie, honestly. So. It's it, it's great. It's great. If I have to give any uh, chocolate bunnies to this movie, honestly, I'm giving it five out of five. And I don't give a lot of five out of fives. Listen, before I give my rating, I just want to say this. I love the fact that Master Chan went from being someone who barely spoke three words of English to now voicing cartoons. 
that shows you how dedicated he is to the craft of filmmaking, that he's willing to learn another language just so he can make more movies and just so he can be out there for more people. Yeah. Have to. Um, for me, the movie is a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. And the reason why is the middle part of the film, so much talking, so much overlapping of the conversation that that it pushed the story to the side. It was all about them talking over each other and arguing as opposed to um, things going forward. And the other thing I didn't like, it was Leonardo being in love with April. It's always been Michelangelo in love with April. Yeah. I mean, and, but that's the thing. Like, I I didn't mind that they changed up a few little things here and there. I know the whole Splinter thing was totally different, but I knew they were going to do that. That's just something that I feel like we're just in that age that when we get these remakes or these retellings of stories, people are going to add their own flair. And I feel like the way they did it didn't feel disrespectful, well, in my opinion. The things they changed didn't feel disrespectful. It didn't feel like it it, it hurt the franchise, in my opinion. Um, it would have been different if, I, I, like, even for example, April. April was black in this one. You know what I mean? Oh, I could care less about that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like there, there were just certain changes that I was like, all right, you know, that's a different artistic choice. That's fine. Like there was nothing in it that they changed in regards to any other lore that made me go, oh man, that sucked. Why did they do that? At least in my opinion. for me, it was the origin of Splinter. I could see that. I, I can see that bothering a lot of people. because because it has no connection to Shredder, and so without that connection. You lose the personal vendetta that Shredder has against the Turtles and against Splinter. That's the only thing I didn't like. The rest, you know, was all little minor nitpicking stuff. You know, Leonardo in love with April as opposed to Michelangelo and things like that. It was all nitpicky. Rocksteady and Bebop being their friends. I mean, that, that kind of ruins the possibility for them being in the next movie fighting the Turtles because they've always been like one of their, their greatest adversaries. Yeah. But other than that, I really do think that a lot of the movie, just like you said, that it doesn't it doesn't hinder the the reimagination of certain aspects of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But again, three point five out of five, only because the middle part was just so damn confusing because of their of all the overlapping conversations that didn't give you an opportunity to enjoy the individual humor of each actor that was doing an excellent job in that movie. I can see that. I can see why. And and to speak to that because once again Seth Rogen was speaking before the film started that there were a lot of scenes where the jibber jabber and all that stuff was happening where he allowed the voice actors to just um, free ball it like they'll have a certain section in the script they'll they'll say their lines and then they say all right from here on out just say whatever you feel act like how teenagers would act and he let them act like teenagers so yeah it does sound annoying but then again a lot of teenagers do sound annoying when they talk about certain things or when you have certain conversations. So that was them just feeling like, you know, being teenagers. You know, again, I work for a school system and I can guarantee you it does not sound that annoying. <laughs> I can guarantee that for you. Yeah, man. I mean, so Turtles, great film. Uh, definitely better than I expected. Uh, I'm probably a little I'm probably a little biased with the five out of five. But that's because I'm a huge turtle fan, and, and I had a lot of fun with this. And this is actually the second time that I've seen a turtles movie in the movie theaters besides the original. 
in my opinion, the original live action film is the best Ninja Turtles movie yep. ever made. And I 100% agree. 100% agree. I have a lot of friends who disagree with me and say, no, it's part two. I am not crazy about part two. No. I, the part two was, it wasn't bad. Part two is good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But it's not it is, part what? one. Part one, I don't know if you ever read the last, I don't know if you ever read the last running comics, but part one is probably the closest that we get to like having a live action last rolling movie. Honestly, because of how dark it is. You know. My, yeah. My name in chat says it depends on location. I work with teens and they talk oh um they talk over each other a lot. I like the movie. Yeah, I guess it does depend. No, I do agree they talk I, oh yes, I do agree it depends on location, but I work with, with teens and preteens and they do talk over each other a lot. I agree. But when they talk over each other, they're all talking on the same subject and kind of doing the same flow. So but turtles, they just kind of were going in 40 or 50 different directions at a time at certain points. And it just pulled me out of the story. You know, if it was and again, it's because you didn't get the jokes that these kids were saying as they were kind of talking to. Me. I think on a second viewing, knowing that I'm going to get so much of that conversation, I think I will be able to pick out more of the conversation. And I think I might enjoy it better. But initially, that pulled me out of the story. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. But it's a good movie. I, it's a good movie. I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying it's bad. I think um, depending on your love for the Turtles, it's a flick it or stream it. The first one for me was definitely a flick it. But the second one for me, if it's going to be like this, it's probably going to be a stream it for me. All right, guys. Um, that was our review of TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Definitely enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to the sequel. Can't wait. Um, let's jump into our recommendations before we get out of here today. Los, do you have any recommendations for the people before we leave? Um, honestly, I haven't really been watching anything new. I guess really the only thing I can recommend is again, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. That's the only thing I've really been watching that's new. Um, because things, again, things have happened in my personal life that it just, a lot of my time is consumed and I only have literally an hour to an hour and a half a week of free time. Okay. So, um, oh, who hasn't shopped at night the market? Um, sorry, I'm talking, re responding to my name in oh, chat. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh oh, or or the gallery. You ever shop at the gallery? But we're talking like that was a while back. <laughs> um, so yeah, do Philly people get together? They start talking yeah. about town. Like, yeah, like, see that people. we gotta have like a Philly episode. I guess you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um. But what I was trying to say is, uh, I lost my whole train of thought. Uh, oh, Strange New Worlds, yes. So because because I'm out of time, I've been watching Strange New Worlds, and we're going to review the season one and two uh, in a week or two. Mm -hmm. And what I liked about it so much is that each episode is almost its own genre. They've done horror, they've done uh, comedy, they've done a whole bunch of different stuff. Okay. So I love it. Okay, okay. Strange New World, definitely check that out, guys. Uh, that is going on our next episode. That's going to be what we're going to review on our segment of Take One, which is, if anybody doesn't know what Take One is, it's usually we take an episode and we use that one episode to deep dive into a TV show um, that's either currently happening or a show that's happened in, you know, a few, a few years ago, throwback. But it's, it's usually we, we try to take that time to really dive into a, a TV show and, and give it its love and attention that it deserves. So Strange New Worlds is going to be our next um, take one show that we're going to talk about. 
all right, my recommendation that I have is an app called Letterbox D, which is a weird name. I don't know why they didn't just didn't call it Letterbox, but letterboxd.com. You can get an app uh, on your phone or you, or you can do it online. It's a way to, if you're a big movie head, you're a big movie buff, it's a way to track all the movies and TV shows that you watch on an app and you can review it. You can make lists, you can share it with people. Uh, it's like a little movie community kind of thing, basically. Um, and you can just track all the movies you watch and leave comments and reviews for other people to see. So that way, if you're thinking about watching a movie, you can join the community and people will say, hey, this movie is great. Check it out or whatever the case may be. It's just it's just a tracker for your movies. Um, it might sound kind of silly, but if you're a movie head, this might be something for you. So Letterboxd, you can uh, check out the website. You can download it on Android and iOS, I believe. I actually downloaded it recently. I'm going to start using it to track my movies. It'll actually help me keep track of the movies I watch within a particular year. So when we start talking about movies of the year, TV shows of the year, I can look back and say, okay, I watched this. This is what I thought of that. You know, So for me, I think it's an awesome tracker. I'm, I'm going to start using it for sure. That sounds like an actually interesting app. Um, you know what? Maybe we should try getting contact with the creators and see if we can get them on the show. Of Letterboxd? That would be a pretty cool idea. That would be a pretty cool yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, you guys check and, it out. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to find out their views and about why they did it and things like that. I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, they 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 have one for video games too, but I can't remember the name of it right now. But it's pretty much the same exact thing, basically. So, um, but yeah, guys, uh, that has been our episode of J House Radio. Um, Los, do you have any final words to say to the people before we get out of here? Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. As always, um, your support is great to us. Uh, a little like for you means a lot to us. It helps us get on other people's eyes and ears and hopefully get us new followers. If you can, rate us five stars on any of the apps that you follow podcasts. And again, it helps us get us uh, on more people's eyes and ears. Don't forget our Patreon, as little as a dollar a day, a dollar a day, a dollar a mm -hmm. month, helps us do things like get coffee, get movie tickets, um, you know, pay for all the streaming services that we have to have to review all the materials that we're reviewing for you guys, you know? And even if you can't do that, uh, uh, a little comment, a little email is wonderful. Uh, and don't forget to look at all our merch in our merch store. And what's the link for that? Uh, the link for that is actually in the description below because it's, um, it's designedbyhumans.com forward slash J House Radio, but it's in the link in the description on YouTube and in the audio version of the podcast uh, notes, so you guys can check that out. Uh, we just came out with some new shirts, some new stickers. We got more merch coming, and we're pretty much in August, so that means the fall is coming soon. We're going to have long sleeve shirts and some uh, hoodies coming soon. So that that also supports the podcast, guys. You know, um, like like getting equipment. Uh, just keeping up on top of that stuff. And like you said, like Lo said, coffee and things like that and wanting to do more things and interesting projects, stuff costs money, you know, and uh, we want to be able to give you guys awesome, great content. And if you guys can support us, whether it's on Patreon, whether it's just giving a like, subscribing, leaving a, a comment or a review, all of that helps, you know, but we definitely do appreciate you guys really do. Yes, and I will want to say one thing. There's something missing from the show today. Somebody in chat. Legion, yes. Legion is actually not in chat today. Wow, I think this might have been the first episode that I think I have not seen Dark Legion in chat. Unless he's just like, you know, chilling in the background just watching the show, which is fine too. So, 
Yeah, but Legion. If you we, we got we gotta we gotta send him a comment. To make sure he's doing okay. Seriously, Legion. If if you if you yeah. are watching or lurking in the shadows, we hear it, man. We love you. We appreciate you. And we miss and you. we miss you. I miss you. I miss you trolling on me all the time. Like he like he's always always getting on me about something, man. Definitely appreciate it though. You know what? Maybe one show we might we might have him on. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, seriously, that might that might actually be a good idea. Um, yeah. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Don't forget, next episode that we're going to be doing, we're going to be viewing Strange New Worlds, and we hope you guys enjoyed the show tonight. Peace, love, and chicken grease. We are out of here. Later. <laughs>